0: To the inaugural episode of the podcast, Kaiju versus History. This is a chronicle of the stories, characters, and behind the scene elements that have created some of the most beloved and astounding films and creatures in the history of cinema. This podcast is going to work as a living document that you can use as a guide to the world of Kaiju film. We will be going through and chronologically categorizing, reviewing, and rating. All the films in the genre, starting with King Kong's release nearly 90 years ago. My name is Miles Griffin, and joining me is my monumental partner, Patrick Brennan.
1: Oh, that—that uh, that is correct. Uh, thank you for agreeing to make like the eighth podcast together <laughs> that we've Jeez. we've done since college. <laughs> uh,
0: recorded so many things.
1: A, a little. Uh, a little history about ourselves before we dive into the history of of kaiju here is indeed we've we've been podcasting together for for some time now (laughs) uh through what we did the the more you nerd and Mm -hmm. we started a gaming uh podcast in 2017 cosmic crit um and we've done stuff here and there we've streamed a lot (laughs) as well um what what other nerd do we have at our uh on our our cv <laughs> oh
0: let's see um i was you've a been science on,
1: you've been on a ton of podcasts
0: <laughs> i i've been on a number of of podcasts the uh psychotronic film society podcast uh cinema shock uh computer resumes podcast which is a star trek podcast doing Ooh. what we're doing but with star trek episode by episode chronologically
1: yes yes in any um, universe chronologically not not our
0: universe, right? Right. Um, I <laughs> have been different. on the the Wait You Haven't Seen podcast several times. Um, in terms of other things, I was a um an entertainment editor for the Herald Journal in Spartanburg, South Carolina for about five years. Mm-hmm. I was the enter- uh, entertainment editor at uh Wafford College, where we both went to school. Yep, yep. I-, I was the science fiction TA uh for my junior year, and I have uh along with our co- our former co-host. I guess my current co host, uh, for the more you nerd, uh, Drew Burris, I did a guest lecture for anime at Walford College. You are a tenured nerd professor and uh <laughs> and, and i just director. love nerdy things <laughs> yeah
1: yeah you know we've we've been in deep into many genres before um i i've written for for paizo inc uh hey, you, you know, wrote for, a book for the for their starfinder materials which is like science fiction and fantasy mix um i have been very deep <laughs> into ttrpgs for for a long time um but before that i think you know some of my my more general loves. I'm a big video gamer, big in the comic books. You can probably imagine what the the room I'm recording in right now looks like, listeners. Listen, <laughs> um, I'm
0: literally wearing a Super Mario Brothers the movie T-shirt right now, so
1: <laughs> I yeah. feel you. And and in general, like like uh, Miles um, have a, a writing degree. Uh, we did. I, I took some some film history and uh, appreciation classes uh, film has been a, a major interest of mine for for a long time but we're here specifically to talk about kaiju film and the reason for this podcast is both miles and i we're going to talk about a little bit more but have a great love and respect for daikaiju asia um, uh, giant monster movies Specifically, <laughs> uh, it, it's so funny because monster movies, broadly, maybe isn't that much of a passion of mine. You're a huge horror fan yourself, though, yeah. which is uh, <laughs> I'm surrounded pretty, by stuff. <laughs> you're that's the greater genre, but I wouldn't say kaiju films as a whole is really horror. Um, it's definitely science fiction. There's yeah, but there's adventure
0: and action elements in in a lot of them. It blends a lot. I know in the the kind of old school days that uh, the Godzilla movies would often be put in the sci-fi slash horror section. Like when you bought some yeah. of the VHSs, that's what it would say. It's it's hard to categorize, yeah. <laughs> Science fiction,
1: definitely. Um, but, you know, in that, <laughs> we're going to talk about the, the history of all these movies. Some of them are just children's movies and others very much, you know, very much Great. dramas, <laughs> yeah. you know, very adult, very uh, drama oriented. And then you have just straight up comedy films <laughs> in the genre. But um, yeah, we so, we have. Well, I was going to say we have a lot of definitions to get two miles before. Right. We, well, we Patrick, I
0: was going to ask you if, you know, someone just happened to start listening because they thought maybe this sounded interesting. Mm-hmm. What would you tell them is a kaiju? Because that might be someone's first question.
1: Yeah. And I mean, it's obviously a great question because it's, I mean, it's a Japanese word to begin with, so it doesn't have a meaning uh, really here in the, in the United States, unless you've drilled down into it, which we have and we're going to talk about um, with some specifics of, of the the genre. Personally, if I was to define what a, a Kaiju is, to, to someone, I would use examples. Be like, oh, well, do you know about Godzilla, <laughs> a giant fire breathing monster? You know that kind the of staple. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but um, I, I think there are some more rules and things that other people have kind of come up with in the past to to nail it down a little further because there's a lot of monsters out there, and like what makes them a kaiju versus not. Um, so, uh, let's start with the word itself. Kaiju is both the singular and plural form of the noun. So if we're talking about a Kaiju or several Kaiju, it's going to be the same here in the United States. Some people try to put an S on it. Kaiju's, um, it just doesn't sound the same. It's, uh, doesn't, doesn't, d- doesn't uh, work as well <laughs> when you pluralize it like that. Right. But, um, moose. I will say it has a different definition in Japan we'll get to, but in the English definition of the word, uh, the Oxford English dictionary uh, says kaiju are, quote, any of various giant monsters featured in Japanese films and television programs or those in a similar style made elsewhere. That's such a
0: standard Western definition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it,
1: it's <laughs> so broad <laughs> you know it, it can incorporate a whole lot of things yeah i
0: mean it, it's 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 almost
1: borderline offensive um but, but i mean there's there's an actual kanji definition uh, yes. of, of of what the, the word means what, what what does it mean
0: in in japan so the direct translation from the japanese has closest been translated to simply strange beast Though mm-hmm. the term has become most popular when referring to one particular beast, and that is, of course, the Towering Menace of Tokyo, originally named Gojira in Japan and Godzilla in the United States, and well, worldwide subsequently.
1: Mm-hmm. There are there were obviously tons of monsters in the, the history of Japan in their mythology and writing and things like that that were called kaiju. Um Um, I think like, I think ghosts might fall in that category or like demons or things like that. Yeah, there there
0: were any any sort of strange creature. I think the the word may have popped up initially from a a Chinese text, classic of the mountains and seas. Mm -hmm. And although really, kaiju as we know it is honestly more of a film term. This is something that is really kind of brought into popularity once 54's Godzilla comes out. Um, But what we're going to be doing is we're going to be, you know, one diving into what makes Kaiju Kaiju as well as some of the, the film uh, I would say inspirations and things that informed the creation of the genre.
1: Yeah. Um, When I think when Godzilla, well, when another movie came out in Japan uh, that we're going to, to talk about, um, Gosh. Oh, the beast from 20,000 fathoms. (laughs) So uh, one thing I wanted to point out was that movie came out in Japan with instead of beast, I believe they called it a daikaiju, which translates to die in this situation is a a single character in in kanji. I think that just means great or like, you know, huge, like saying it's a, a giant monster. A giant right. kaiju and we, we're going to be talking about kaiju a lot but we are actually talking about daikaiju or you know great monsters and not you know humanoid sized uh creatures which do show up in uh you know even other toho movies um and uh in tv shows like common rider in japan um uh, things i reported over here to the u.s like power rangers uh, and <laughs> for those who don't know Big,
0: big fan of that.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. We probably should mention that. I mean, that's, uh, you know, probably one of the first places I imagine both of us saw giant robots fighting giant monsters on on the screen, (laughs) on the TV
0: screen at the very least. Oh, definitely from from the TV screen, 100%. I mean, Mm -hmm. this is, I wouldn't say this isn't the the direct reasoning for, for my interest in giant monsters, but it, I think, I would say the the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers when it debuted um, in August of ninety three. That was kind of what exploded that mm-hmm. fire uh, for me. But I think for for most people, outside of Godzilla, and one of the reasons why I wanted to start this podcast is you know outside of the the the, the kind of the, the Toho like eight. Mm-hmm. most of these kaiju are, are fairly unknown and, and it's a bummer because it's a, I think it's a very rich and interesting genre that often gets overlooked to something extremely niche, like outside of Godzilla, you know, you get some, a couple of modern takes, uh, Del Toro's Pacific Rim mm-hmm. or the monsterverse films from legendary, but it's not something we, we get a lot of in terms of, of popularity in the States and I, that's what I, i'm so excited to to dive into these kaiju film uh, going forward but we're getting a little ahead of ourselves I need to dial yeah. it back a little bit
1: <laughs> yeah well um th- there are some other uh definitions i wanted to talk about before we we move on to to greater definition of kaiju because there are things that are just going to come up while we're discussing the episodes and Uh, Probably people will have to to Google some of them, but uh, maybe if you listen to this, you won't have to. Um, Kaiju Asia is just monster movies, kaiju films, kaiju cinema. Um, I I think they probably were called monster movies here in the U.S., and and we have a whole number of giant bugs on the loose kind of films in the 50s that that came out. Um, Very much
0: B-movies, whereas not all kaiju movies in Japan were. Yeah, in the states it was just mostly uh running into uh sci- sci-fi or science fiction cinema. Um sometimes they'd be called atomic pictures, but right, right. For the for the most part, yeah, they were just called monster movies or, you know, what's playing at the drive-in.
1: <laughs> yes, oftentimes part of a a double-header. And I think when Godzilla came to the US has like gigantus, <laughs> the fire breathing monster or whatever it was called in, in its release. Uh, mm-hmm. it was, uh, put up with other films. Like, you know, go, you'd go see two in, in one evening. Um, some more words that will show up are include, um, mecha Kaiju, you know, giant robot monsters, Kaijin, which literally uh, is the beginning of Kaiju, but just with a different, uh, suffix it just means strange person in Japanese. So similar to Kaiju, but that is more a human sized person
0: like um, Kamen Rider, uh, Super yeah. Sentai or uh, Power Rangers in the United States. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, th- sort of like uh, some superheroes, some are
1: monsters as well, or like ghosts and things like that. Uh, Seijin specifically is uh, I think i translates us to star people and that's extraterrestrial as your aliens or people from other realms kind of thing. Um, so same suffix as, as Kaijin. It just means people. So a uh, little, little different. Uh, you, you'll probably hear us talk about, uh, tokusatsu, um, which is the Japanese term for like special effects. And these movies, uh, Many kaiju films in Japan will be called tokusatsu films uh, as well, as they are pretty reliant upon actual practical
0: special effects. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of times when you hear the term tokusatsu in the West, it's specifically referring to kind of the live-action superhero television shows Mm -hmm. like Your Super Sentai, Your Kamen Rider... Ultraman uh Jan Person and and a lot of the live action kind of metal hero type shows uh despite the fact that the term itself just means yes special effects yeah
1: and and well it originated in um movies but it exploded uh television in general exploded in Japan in the the 50s and 60s and uh we'll we'll talk about that a little bit more but it's one of those things where it wasn't originally focused on television, but now very much, if you talk about tokusatsu, people are going to assume you're talking about TV. Um, So yeah, those are some, some additional ancillary definitions, but let's drill down and talk about kaiju, how how we define a kaiju-style monster in the vein of Godzilla or King Kong. It is a little important as it's going to help us determine what we're watching for this podcast as as part of the history of of kaiju asia um yeah
0: um and the the definition is fairly simple Uh, giant monsters as we said before in japanese films and other monsters featured with similar styles so if you take a look at godzilla you've got three main things going on this is a unique monster on a massive scale um, now, some would argue that Godzilla is a kind of a lizard, but not 100%.
1: I was watching a review that said he was also based on a dinosaur
0: or, you know, as a prehistoric monster. Well, it changes. Like a real one. Yeah. It changes throughout the franchise. Um, so that, that's, that's another thing is uh, when you have something like Godzilla who has gone through various incarnations, even within the same period. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of harder to nail down, but uh, basically, yeah, a, a unique or unnatural monster on a massive scale. Um, it has to have some special monstrous aspect to it in addition to its size size. So, yeah, does it bring fire? Can it fly? Um, you know, any any sort of special gift. Mm-hmm. And then obviously the third and most fun part of any kaiju film is that spectacle that that force of nature type of, of creature that has this ability to destroy Mm. (laughs) on a, on a city scale. Yeah. There's definitely
1: some, I guess the, the, the way to differentiate it, there's some monster and and, and giant monster movies out there where the monster is more (laughs) like, you know, Jason or Freddy Cougar. And it's just like hunting people. Mm -hmm. And I mean that's a ton of horror movies. Uh, uh yeah. I mean that's like the alien franchise for example, but they're not really kaiju in in, in that term. Um I, I would say
0: the xenomorph might be a a, um, a kaiju but not a, not a daikaiju.
1: Oh yeah, definitely, definitely not not daikaiju. But we we're, we're we're using kaiju to <laughs> to mean daikaiju <laughs> right. which is so confusing. But it well it's also kinda a a seigen. But anyway, that usually part of their whole size thing is just a differentiation between their world and ours and the monster verse movies do this very well where it's like, they can't really even perceive us, you know, for the most part, we're like ants to them. Our buildings are just kind of like little things in the way that they, they're living on a different scale. And uh, you'll see that is pretty true in, in some of the more readily available examples. Where nine times out of ten, if you talk to someone about uh Godzilla, they understand what you're talking about. King Kong's a, a pretty big one. Uh Gamera, the the friend of all children, the turtle, is uh is pretty easily in this category. And then in the in the Toho series, you have some of the other very popular monsters, uh, Rodan, uh King Ghidorah, Mothra, that kind of thing. But it goes beyond Japan. Um uh, Korea's uh kind of <laughs> entry, uh early entry into the series uh Yongri, uh is one. And then very recently the Cloverfield monster, uh spoilers for the movie Cloverfield, but there's a giant monster in that movie <laughs> if you haven't seen it. And it is very much in the vein of oh 100%. Kaiju. but yeah, um that those are easy to define. And I think if you asked someone for an example of like a kaiju and gave them the definition they would they would go with one of those you know um but there's some more that i wanted to run through with those three kind of criteria in mind and uh, just get your gut reaction miles okay is this a kaiju or just a monster uh and, and a lot of these have been in films some of them are kind of like you know myths or, or in and literature uh, but uh, smog the dragon from the hobbit <sighs> I'm going to say Kaiju. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he definitely <laughs> destroys a lot of property. Uh, is He's got some pretty he's, special he's a, attributes to him. He's,
0: he's a giant dragon, and it's hard to, to really pin down other things because it's a work of fantasy. Mm-hmm. So um, it's already in the element of strange as it is. But if he's, you know, giant causing, causing a ruckus, and um, I feel like... Yeah, in... In that he's universe,
1: not... he's he's right. a kaiju for sure. You know? Yeah, because <laughs> our, our
0: dr- dragons aren't common, correct? In that in that universe, I'm not I'm not a, I'm not very very familiar with the at that, greater
1: at that point in time. They're very rare. So okay, yeah.
0: so yeah, I, I would consider Smaug a, a a kaiju,
1: and I think he was like sleeping for decades, you know, and before he was awoken in, in the Hobbit. Uh, here here's another one. Uh okay. Paul Bunyan. No uh the giant logger from american uh, uh camp stories and and folk tales uh, I, so
0: both both paul bunyan and babe the, the, the blue ox yeah are they're part of american folklore they're supposed to be giant uh, and mm-hmm. folklore is never really that specific about it changes from story to story. Mm-hmm. So we know that he's potentially a giant, but he could just be a really tall dude. We know his <laughs> ox is supposed to be massive, but then again, that's just a large animal, which is not really in the Daikaiju uh subgenre that we're looking for. So I, I would say no to both of those.
1: But his ox is blue. <laughs> so that's rare, right? <laughs> oh boy. Uh, well, in, I wanted to say- <laughs> He in found that himself a can of paint. In that same vein, what about Clifford the Big Red Dog? Yes. It is a kaiju.
0: I would consider Clifford a kaiju uh, because yes, he is a large animal and a large animal of a different color. But it seems that in certain versions of the story, there is a magical element to Clifford. I was
1: and, about to say this: this new film that's coming out, there's definitely
0: like magic involved. So that might be uh, the so, deciding so, factor. So yeah, so even even with the books, like if there's not a, a factor, I, I didn't read much Clifford as a kid, <laughs> but um, I, I would say that. With that magic element, that means he is more than just a dog. Also, he is a puppy, like a, <laughs> a a very, very young dog who is already this like the size of half of these skyscrapers. So when he when he grows in full, he's going to be uh he's going to be able to take down some 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 beasts. What does he eat?
1: How does he how does he survive? He's obviously picking off uh, other monsters out there. You don't see that between the books, but he's right. got he's got to feed on something huge. Uh, speaking of another huge monster, uh, Jurassic Park's T-rex.
0: So my gut, my gut answer was no because it's just mm-hmm. a dinosaur. but it is a genetically engineered dinosaur.
1: It is. It's got frog DNA in it, so it's got a, a, a different kind of origin story.
0: Now, we're not um, talking about the Imperius Rex from Jurassic World. We're just talking about no. the original T-Rex from the original one okay. Yeah,
1: it's it's very much easier, I would say, for the Jurassic World dinosaurs to be kind of put into that category because they are like man-made, unnatural, by definition, <laughs> piece. But the T-Rex, they tried to make it as close to the original creature as, as possible. And I, the- I would still say no, though. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, you will find we're spoiler for later. We're going to talk about it. We're going to do a lot of dinosaur movies. Dinosaurs by themselves really aren't really kaiju. They're they're more like a an animal. Uh, speaking of an animal, a sharknado, Miles, is that a kaiju? <laughs> No, it's not sentient. <laughs> yeah, it's well, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't like the later movies, but um, a <laughs> yeah, good point. Um, it is but, a, you know, a sh- tornado or hurricane made of different sharks. And it's that not... that
0: is one of our personal golden rules: is the creature needs to be sentient. I think it's definitely. I wouldn't even call the sharknado a creature. It's a, it's a it's yeah. a, an, a a freak occurrence of nature or weather, but mm-hmm. it's not a creature. So. Well,
1: well, let's talk about Beyond Creatures. Let's talk about Elder Gods.
0: Uh, what about Cthulhu?
1: Yeah,
0: I, w- I would put Cthulhu in that category. I think if if wow. they were to make
1: a, a Cthulhu where, film. Where's Cthulhu versus Godzilla? I want it so
0: bad. Oh, man. So I literally have a Famous Monsters uh, poster right mm-hmm. behind me of that very subject. They did a, a issue where you have Godzilla fighting Cthulhu, and it's all I ever want to see.
1: Yeah. Uh, and, and last but not least... Um, Something we're going to talk about later on, but I disagree with you on this one. Moby Dick, <laughs> no,
0: it's a whale. <laughs>
1: Moby Dick is a whale. Well, well uh, spoilers. Uh, Gojira is is a mashup between like ape and whale. Uh, the the words kind of mishmashed into what where we get Godzilla from.
0: That's fine. I still <laughs> not consider <laughs> Moby Dick a kaiju, <laughs> and Godzilla is kind of a sea creature
1: too. So um, yeah, it's, it, I mean, it, it's not one that has claws that catch your feet that stomp, but uh, is a it's a whale with an attitude. I say it is technically because you know it's got the uh, the albinism, it's got it is said to be significantly larger than other sperm whales. Of the time in the in the literature,
0: I'll have to take your word for it. I couldn't get through the fifty pages about fishing to (laughs) to keep going with that book.
1: Well, it's also and and we'll talk about it with our King Kong review. It has a like a mystical, a magical element to it as well. Where oh, does it? Yeah. Well, it it's yeah, it's very difficult to kill. It is said to be nearly impossible to pierce its its hide, but also uh, Ahab kind of makes it into a. A demonic creature <laughs> that he's been yeah, but put how on this much of that is together. Ahab
0: going 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 nuts? <laughs> yeah, it's, let, just,
1: let, let, it's just this sperm whale that's trying to live his life and keeps getting ha- uh, harassed <laughs> by this this
0: captain <laughs> just because he nibbled right. on his leg. So I mean, as you can see, sometimes it's a little hard to exactly quantify what makes a kaiju, even if you know what one is, oh, and there's wiggle room either way. So. I mean, mm-hmm. this is be kind of as objective as we can get. And yes, our focus of films will work off this a little. But it's also, in the end, a, a subjective call that we're going to have to make. And we're yeah. going to have to hope that you trust us to make the right decision. Spoiler warning, uh, Moby Dick film
1: adaptations are not on this list, <laughs> even though he might be a kaiju. But uh, we are going to... Now it those... might be cough, cough sick those weeks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're, we're gonna talk about our episode guide criteria of, well, we we know you know probably what Kaiju are, but what makes a Kaiju movie? It I mean, obviously we'll have a Kaiju in it, but what is gonna be our criteria for picking movies on this list that form the the genre itself? And uh, we we've, we talked about it for a couple weeks now and people have had this discussion online before i'm sure they will continue to have it as more movies get made and more added to the genre but um yeah we, we came up with a couple of golden rules um the first one being the film's focus uh should be on one or more named sentient monsters um so not just like
0: a large animal so like not or jaws that that's not part of it uh
1: (laughs) yeah jaws might be a kaiju too but yeah is
0: jaws the revenge might have a kaiju in it
1: (laughs) uh yeah i mean like like we said Jurassic park doesn't really make the grade even though they're they're smart that they probably have names in the later movies they definitely do but Uh, We'll we'll talk about the other rules. Rule number two, uh, those kaiju, the said monster, indeed should have features and characteristics that differ from just regular creatures. And that can, well, sometimes that's going to be that they're huge or they might have like a different body shape. Uh, In the case of Godzilla, for example, he breathes fire and is said to
0: be unkillable and and things like that as, uh, as an example. Yeah, and, and, and not necessarily a golden rule, but something that is kind of a, a footnote to that is the movie's focus should be the kaiju and not just yeah. a film that has a kaiju in it.
1: Yeah, there's a lot that are just, you know, a couple shots or they might just show up at the end. Um, to be fair, Godzilla
0: has a couple of those films.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But um uh, we're, we're, <laughs> though they will be covered, we, we're, we're focusing especially, like I said, on, on the ones that kind of uh dial in and focus on, on the kaiju themselves. Um, and the, the third golden rule is it should be a film, uh, that purposely plays on or adds to kind of the themes, tropes, characterizations of kaiju cinema. Um, not everyone will, <laughs> but for the most part. That is adding to the genre. That is playing with the ideas. And we'll we'll see that in some movies and not in others. We'll see some that are kind of original takes. Um, there there's some Godzilla movies that don't really I mean, he there's somewhere he like doesn't destroy buildings, you know, <laughs> like he just like leaves that trope behind and, and things like that. So it'll it'll depend on the film, but those are the rules that we're going for in our search for for what movies to add. Um so yeah, there there are a lot of movies that do have monsters in it. Um I, I put together a list of things that we're probably not gonna cover, including the seventh voyage of Sinbad. Um it's got like a, a dragon, there's a Cyclops, a huge Cyclops in it. Oh, what was he the other one? Um there's some classics uh Clash of the Titans, you know, has a giant Kraken in it, but it's it's not the focus of the film. It's in like three minutes four minutes of the film (laughs) right um we we are going to talk about and we already have knockoff films cash grab kind of films the the Um, mockbusters of asylum (laughs) yeah boy howdy I've, i've watched some of them already but some we're gonna add in and we're gonna talk about um Probably not going to talk too much about them, but like like uh, we said, maybe maybe uh, it'll be more fun to talk about how they contrast to to some of the better entries in, in the the series.
0: Well, and it'll be fun to talk about some of the the bad ones, uh, ones that have that I am I have added to the list. Um, but it's to Patrick are the Roger Corman classics, uh, Sharktopus and Sharktopus versus Werewolf.
1: Oh no, uh,
0: because those are technically. They count.
1: <laughs> oh, boy. Um, yeah, and w- we're probably going to talk about movies. You-, you mentioned Jaws, for example. I mentioned Moby Dick. We're going to talk about them, uh, movies that are close to the genre, but we're probably not going to be doing them as main review episodes in our, in our yeah. canon discussion of what is Kaiju edge.
0: Those, those are more what's kind of d- described in the, in the horror genre as like when nature attacks films. Um, so like your grizzly, uh, Orca, Jaws, Moby Dick, anything where – uh, the swarm. Mm. Uh, anything where you have maybe average or slightly above average regular animals as the star of the the show. Yeah.
1: So, and right there on the line uh, is a uh, is a film called uh, "Food of the Gods," and oh, gosh. I don't know if we're gonna do that one. We'll see when it comes to it. But it's not really a kaiju film, but it's also is kind of part of the history. And anyway, uh, yeah, it's, it's 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 a film, all right. Uh, well, yeah, the, the main focus of this podcast is going to be film. We talked about there is a lot of kaiju and other media as it becomes more and more popular as Godzilla and things blow up the genre. And in order to give a complete picture of how Kaiju impacts popular culture and puts its mark on, on literature and television and games and toys, we are going to talk about them in between, but it's not going to be the primary focus of episodes. Uh, Our primary focus is going to be feature films, you know, your monster movies and the style of Godzilla, other Kaiju. Um, Yeah, we we will be talking about everything. Just uh, the episodes focus will be those movie reviews.
0: So let's talk a little bit about our our, uh, our review process.
1: Right. So uh, we're going through chronologically uh, through the history of of Kaiju cinema, and we are going to be giving a a rewatch and a review to the films and taking into account our our personal opinions, uh, both as maybe fans or not fans Uh, as historians looking at all the movies in, in the genre, uh, we're going to be looking at the technical achievements of the time and legacy stuff like that, uh, as well as kind of the spiritual aspect of what the movies are adding to the genre, adding to popular culture, the greater zeitgeist out there. And um, yeah, we're going to try to do it as, miles said professionally as possible uh what is
0: what does that professional reviewers <laughs> do miles uh honestly they try to sound smart that's the, really the only difference <laughs> is 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 they well no i mean they they use the tools that they have been given to mm-hmm. uh in, in terms of analytical uh processes to give a in that person's opinion because i don't care what anyone tells you a a critical review is always in some form an opinion, no matter what they're, what they're sourcing. Yeah. Um, But to give you something that is accurate to what they perceive as the truth is possible. And we're going to be using a 10 point system for each film on three main, three main criteria and each independently look at the movies and then combine those scores to a single podcast estimation. So it's not going to be as simple as Patrick gives, you know, the movie a flat eight And I gave it a, you know, a a nine, like I might have given one aspect really high, but when Mm -hmm. it comes to, hey, what does this movie mean to you? Uh, Not a whole lot. Then that's going to, that's going to factor into things. So before you go into this review process with us or send us comments, (laughs) you probably aren't going to get a ton of terrible scores the way we have this system set up.
1: Yeah. So we're not talking about the entire history of cinema. (laughs) We're not comparing this to, uh, you know, other great movies and, and things that might get five stars from like every other reviewer. We're, We're comparing these to other films in the genre and what it means to the genre. So,
0: Uh, and when it comes to personal, like you can, you can enjoy bad movies. I very much enjoy bad movies. We're, we're going to watch some stinkers for sure, but
1: they're probably not going to be a one, you know, they're not going to be a one star movie from us, even though in the, the general, um, public, they, they probably (laughs) rated
0: that low, but, um, uh, yeah, i I made, I, <laughs> I made Patrick watch voyage of the rock aliens for example <laughs> I, yeah for so
1: some you know bad or I guess cheesy movies um it'll probably be closer to I don't know I would guess like a four or a five it'll be interesting to see when it when they come up but um it'll well, uh, it, it also be, be it's gonna be rare to see both tens and ones I think uh, in that same vein.
0: I can think of probably one movie that will get that, but we'll we'll talk about that later. Um, but we're also going to try to divorce our enjoyment from a review of the other aspects of the film. So when we're talking about the technical achievements, like I might've like either not been interested or just flat, flat out just didn't enjoy a movie. But if I can appreciate the, the technical filmmaking or at least the, the creature uh, effects, that's mm. a whole different thing. And that can greatly skew a movie score up. Yeah.
1: And sometimes the technical aspects will be a little rinky dink, but the movie will be so fun. It's super gonna, like, enjoyable as a result. Yeah, it, It'll, it'll play out in a different way. So um, we'll talk about the more of our, our points and our reviews when, when they come up, but uh, yeah, we are going to be going through them chronologically and kind of comparing them two other movies of the time which is going to make it a little easier we're not going to compare a 1950s film to a 2020 film uh at the same time you know or or one week after another so um yeah it's, it's going to be pretty evident that we are talking about the technology of the time and not comparing it to films that we might personally enjoy more because they're catered specifically to our generation, you know? Uh, so if you want to join up with us, if you want to join in on this journey, uh, there's a couple of things you can do just besides subscribing to the podcast, listening in. Um, we are going to set up a system where we're announcing the coming weeks episodes a little bit in advance so you guys can find these films you can watch them before a review comes out as they will be spoiler reviews and when we post our review scores on social media um feel free to take time and let us know what you review the uh the movies with um if you want to do the same review or, or just give it a, a one out of ten um uh, let us know uh we'll try and get the cat the kaiju versus history going, or you can just hit us up on, on Twitter or other social media.
0: Um, but yeah, Look, at, when, mm-hmm. when people are watching these movies with us, Patrick, what are some of the things that we think that they should take note of while looking at them from a thematic point of view?
1: There are so many things over the, I mean, almost 90 years of um, film history, a hundred years of, of kaiju history that we're going to be looking at. And I mean, they run the gamut. It, these are movies that were made in good times and bad times during wars, after wars and, and great prosperity and in and, and times of pain for, for the countries involved. Um, so, like I said, themes run the gamut, but some of the main ones that will continue to come up over and over were themes of nature versus technology or in the same kind of vein, tradition versus futurism or progress in in some religion or traditional values versus modern society godzilla more i think than many other kaiju seems to represent something different almost every single movie um he might be an analog in one film for a conflict or he might represent a country or a country's guilt (laughs) or a country's (laughs) foibles and some of the the negative things that they've done. Uh, We're not starting with Godzilla, but he is the start of a whole age of films. We're going to talk about the atomic age. So how does the atomic bomb and other destructive kind of forces in the world of man factor into the movie and, you know, political statements um, critiques of governments uh, often happen in these movies because, you have government reaction to the monsters. You have military action against these monsters, and sometimes that's a major point of the plot. Their either ability or inability to handle um, a giant creature. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, those are some of the more serious ones. We're going to get uh, many turns <laughs> backwards and forwards from a very serious set of films to lighter tones film's more appropriate for children and then back again and then they'll reboot and it'll be more serious and then it'll be a, a little less serious. Um, and yeah, we're, we're going to, we're going to watch them all in order, but um, there might be some, some tonal shifts between episodes based on, on the movie of the week and the themes that we're, we're looking at um, miles before we, we wrap up this, this introduction to, to Kaiju episode. Um, I just wanted to talk a little bit about our our personal loves of the the genre. Um, oh yes, and, and one of the things I want to ask you: Well, do you think Power Rangers was your first example of a of a kaiju or a no? Giant monster? Um,
0: I, I think you know, being a kid and loving monsters and monster models, my first interaction with with giant monsters was Godzilla. Yeah. Um, and, and my first. I, I couldn't tell you because they used to play Godzilla films on on Turner Networks and the Sci Fi Channel all the time on Saturday afternoons and, and evenings. So it's hard for me to pinpoint what my first experience with Godzilla was. It's but so, it's really hard
1: because he is a pop culture icon. Like, was it The Simpsons? Like, they, I'm sure they made tons of like godzilla references and they had they had had
0: martzilla in in a couple things yeah but was it was it a movie that we saw the first godzilla film that i fully remember watching in full um was 1974's godzilla versus mechagodzilla Mm -hmm. um and and again i knew godzilla because I remember the first time I watched that movie, uh, Godzilla gets beat down uh, at one point, oh, yeah. and he is uh, down for the count for a little bit, and towards the latter half of the movie, when Godzilla comes out, he does a little bubbling at the water, and then he pops out, and I remember specifically having a Green Ranger dagger watching this <laughs> movie, just like looking up at it, and playing that because that's, I mean, the, the Godzilla was the Mecha Godzilla was the direct mm. uh, <laughs> inspiration for uh, I think it was the Dragon Kaiser or the Dragon Sword in in America. Uh huh. And so uh, clearly, I was already a Power Rangers fan, but like that's the first movie I remember sitting down and being like, I'm watching a Godzilla film and, and watching. But I, I, yeah, he's one of those things that's been kind of like cultural osmosis. Like I, I always knew about the character. I feel like right, right. What, what about you? Did you have a, a first? uh kaiju film that you remember seeing you know i i all the way through i don't really
1: remember one from from childhood except i i definitely caught i think um versus megalon which is the one with jet jaguar uh versus uh, megalon yeah i think i caught that one on mystery science theater three thousand <laughs> that and a lot of the gamera movies which i, I can't wait to talk about
0: I'm just glad Um, Jaguars have a renaissance right now.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, at the time I, I just, I fell in love with the camp first and I, I, I'm sure I had already been like a power Rangers fan before that, but that, that definitely started a, a love of the, the campier sixties and seventies movies that I I got to take on and eventually go back and, and seek out. And, and try and watch them all, but um, yeah, it's it's hard for me to say. I think I think that was probably the first one I watched all the way through, and I have Mystery Science Theater three thousand to thank for it. Um, do you have a, a recent film, like maybe the last twenty
0: years? Oh, okay. At, uh, we're, we're going, we're going 20 years. Okay. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, do you want do, well, do you, is, well you said recent, you one, 10 like, well, years. The most, five years, <laughs> well, I mean, the most recent one was, you know, Godzilla versus Kong and, uh-huh. and that was pretty great. Um, But if we're going to go for recent favorite in terms of the scope of Kaiju cinema um, for the last uh, 15 years, I guess I'm going to say Cloverfield.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's, it's a real good one. I think, you know, and as big a fan as I was, I did not see 2014 Godzilla in theaters. I wish I had because what a spectacle. I really love Godzilla King of the Monsters in theaters, like watching it excellent on the big screen. And it's one of the reasons it it reopened the love for me and want to go back to these movies is when you experience them on the big screen, it is just a completely different experience when the screen allows you to like almost put them up there on a, on a one-to-one scale it, it it feels very different watching it on a, a computer monitor or on your phone yeah I, I
0: i have taken the opportunity to try to see any godzilla film that has come to american theaters uh mm. <laughs> as much as possible um but if i didn't feel as uh, spoiler warning for a hundred plus episodes from now if i didn't feel as strongly as i do about Uh, Cloverfield as the closest America has gotten to creating something close to 54's is Gojira in terms of their own monster movies. Yeah. King of the monsters is an absolute blast. It's one of my favorites uh, to be honest. It's it's a fun, fun movie. Yeah. What about a cult classic film? Do you have a favorite cult classic? You know, I'm a, I'm a big Gamera
1: fan and I've, probably watched Gamera versus uh guyron the most <laughs> of of any of those movies and I know it's bad I can tell it's bad I understand it but it's it's still somehow very watchable it, uh, it's a pacing thing I feel like it goes pretty quickly every time I go through it and that includes the the mystery science theater 3000 version of the movie which I've I've seen as well but um it's one of those that just, it's, I don't know, like chewing gum, you know, I can just, uh, right digest it very, well, I guess that's a bad example. I can't digest chewing gum very easily, but I can, um, uh, get through
0: it very easily and put it on the background and enjoy it. What about you? Uh It's, well, it's funny that you mentioned, uh, Gamera because, you know, and all of the major monsters, Gamera is the more kind of a, of a cult favorite, um, Mm. and i was going to select 2006's Gamera the brave because yeah. i have such a soft spot for this movie It's it it's able to do both doing the friend to all children and and being this great story for kids but also being a good serious kaiju movie it's it's got everything for me that that encapsulates Gamera, um even though the the, the heisei trilogy um, does an excellent job of making Gamera a more serious mm-hmm. uh, franchise. I think the brave kind of pulls back and does, and and is proud of the fact that Gamera is the friend to all children and yeah. kind of, I, I think, owns that very mm-hmm. well. Um,
1: do you have a favorite monster, uh, a favorite kaiju? I, I guess I should say... A, a good guy or a bad guy, <laughs> you know, I don't know if Godzilla is necessarily a good guy, but he's a protagonist or can, can, can we say when we have a
0: favorite because of the two, we know we both were both Godzilla fans. Can we say that a, a, a favorite monster that isn't Godzilla?
1: Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, let's, let's go one further, not Godzilla nor Gamera. Cause I'm, okay. I'd, I'd be, I'd be wanting to pick Gamera. Uh, I, I love, I have a great love for many of the, the villains, especially the forgotten villains. Um, <laughs> I don't think it was anywhere close to it, but Jet Jaguar definitely wasn't. <laughs> but now with uh, the new um, Godzilla singular point, he's up there. <laughs> They're up there uh, as one of my favorites. I, and I know we've talked about this before. I have a, a great love for Hetera as a I'm monster.
0: A, I'm a massive fan of of, of Hetera. I think that Kaiju, mm-hmm. and I think in in retrospect, now has been getting a little bit of a a, a rediscovery. Yeah. I think people are, are looking back at that character a lot more differently than they did for for several years. So he's going through kind of a a, a or they're going through a a renaissance right now, and, and I'm I'm happy to see that.
1: Yeah. Uh, so so many people have uh you know and rightly so described Godzilla's like greatest enemy as as King Ghidorah and probably has gone up against the big G the most times, but I really wish some of his lesser enemies had a chance to, you know, I don't know, challenge the King <laughs> as it were. Oh
0: yeah. I'm, I mean, same with uh, gigan who's only appeared a handful of times, but yeah, Hedder is header is a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm going to go the opposite side and, and name a, 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 not obscure, but a very seldom used hero mm-hmm. in, in the franchise. Uh, king Cesar. Oh really? I love King Cesar, and I think he only <laughs> appears in Godzilla versus Mech Godzilla, and they make this big deal about summoning this this mm-hmm. great monster king, and that monster king gets like taken out in like no time flat, <laughs> and I, I want I want him to have a good comeback.
1: I want to say he he's in one of the millennial movies as well. Uh, I mean, uh, he, he pops up in final wars is he in final wars because uh, uh, yeah. there's a couple that like also reference <laughs> like uh the
0: uh war of the gargantuas <laughs> and things like that it's like really um yeah i i don't know if he i think he's like one of the last ones to take him on um he's c- w- controlled by the the zillions i think right. is what they're called but um, yeah i i love king cesar he's great <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh well
0: that that
1: is going to do it um here for for episode number one our introduction to kaiju and this is an introduction to the podcast and you and i as well for people that uh are listening to this for the first time um we are launching uh our next episode at the exact same time as this one so if the This is brand new in your feed. You can go ahead and and download and listen to our second episode immediately, um, where we're going to go into the history of giant monsters, the origins of Kaiju cinema in greater detail, and kind of set the stage for the first review. Um, If you want in the meantime to send us your, your personal thoughts on Kaiju, um, what was your first Kaiju movie? What's your favorite character? Uh, at kaiju versus history on twitter email us with con- comments or concerns at kaiju versus history at gmail.com and you can find uh and get ready for our next episode at kaiju com, and uh, yeah figure out what the next installment of our march through the annals of monster movie mayhem is going to be but yeah um new episode right now episode two you can go listen to it but next week we are posting our first official review of 1933's king kong Uh, thanks miles for being here and we'll catch you next time so find that movie online and watch it be ready and we will see you next time where we are going to be talking about the history versus king kong